Hello everyone, it's Joey here. Today we'll be discussing this week's antitrust hearing. Seriously, that's a good chunk of the news this week. And Huawei is suddenly the number one phone manufacturer in the world. Apple's new MacBook could cost $800. Nvidia is in advanced talks to buy ARM, but not without some controversy at ARM. There's a dam of robots being built in Japan. The US government wants to build nuclear power plants on the moon and Mars. And NASA is about to test its first off-world helicopter. It's time for the news and commentary on Joey's Totally Tech. And welcome, it's August 3rd, 2020. This is the past week's news here on Joey's Totally Tech. Takeaways for this week's antitrust hearing. The antitrust hearing involved Apple, Google, Facebook, and Amazon. The companies are trying to convince the House Judiciary Committee that their businesses do not amount to anti-competitive monopolies. The companies were trying to make the case that they provide beneficial products where there is competition, and their massive scale makes their services better. Many in Congress questioned those claims. David Sisling, Democrat from Rhode Island and chair of the House Judiciary Committee, opened up the hearing by warning about the influence that the biggest tech companies have. Quote, because these companies are so central to our modern life, their business practices and decisions have an outsized effect on our economy and our democracy. Any single action by any one of these companies can affect hundreds of millions of us in profound and lasting ways, end quote, Cicilline said. Cicilline also laid out the patterns across all four companies, like being a bottleneck for, quote, a key channel of distribution, end quote, using data and surveillance of other companies, and the platforms all, quote, abuse their control over current technologies to extend their power, end quote, by preferring their own products or creating predatory pricing schemes. Quote, their ability to dictate terms, call the shots, upend entire sectors, and inspire fear represent the powers of a private government. Our founders would not bow before a king, nor should we bow before the emperors of the online economy, end quote, Cicilline concluded. James Sensenbrenner, Republican from Wisconsin, replied, quote, being big is not inherently bad, quite the opposite. In America, you should be rewarded for success. We're here to better understand your role your companies have in the digital marketplace and, importantly, the effect they have on consumers and the public at large." End quote. Bezos, Pachai, Cook, and Zuckerberg each delivered five-minute opening comments. Sisling questioned Pachai, asking about Google's search practices like scraping of content, such as restaurant reviews. He asked, quote, 
Why does Google steal content from honest businesses? End quote. Pachai offered a nonspecific denial and then was asked if there was a conflict of interest between Google's goal of sending people to the relevant websites and the incentive to sell ads and promote its own services. A memo was also cited which complained some searches got, quote, too much traffic, end quote. He also asked if Google used its web traffic surveillance capabilities to identify and crush its competition. Pachai responded, quote, Congressman, just like the other businesses we try to understand trends from, you know, data, which we can see, and we use it to approve our products for users, end quote. Sensenbrenner asked Zuckerberg if Facebook filtered out political viewpoints, as well as why it temporarily suspended Donald Trump Jr. for posting a video that made false claims about face mask and hydroxychloroquine. Zuckerberg, however, pointed out that this incident actually happened on Twitter but also said that posts making false medical claims related to coronavirus would be removed because they can, quote, cause imminent risk of harm, end quote. Jared Nadler introduced emails that showed Facebook discussing the acquisition of Instagram to prevent it from becoming a competitive threat. Zuckerberg defended the acquisition, saying it was, quote, far from obvious, end quote, that Instagram would have succeeded without Facebook's help. Republican from Florida, Matt Gates asked Pachai to pledge that, quote, Google will not adopt the bigoted anti-police policy, end quote, of ending tech contracts with law enforcement agencies. Pachai responded, quote, Congressman, we have committed to working with law enforcement in a way that is consistent with law and due process in the United States. End quote. Of course, Zuckerberg was also asked about the Russian election interference by Jamie Raskin. They were also asked about the response to the hashtag Stop Hate for Profit campaign supported by Color of Change and other such organizations. Zuckerberg said, quote, We are very focused on fighting against election interference, and we're also very focused on fighting against hate speech, end quote. And Zuckerberg also included that they had built sophisticated AI systems to remove hate speech. Bezos was asked about using third-party sellers' data to develop and launch their own competing products. Carmelo Jayapal asked, quote, Does Amazon ever access or use third-party seller data when making business decisions? End quote. Bezos replied, quote, I can't answer that question yes or no. What I can tell you is we have a policy against using seller-specific data to aid our private label business. But I can't guarantee that policy has never been violated. I'm very proud of what we've done for third-party sellers on this platform, end quote. Bezos did mention that the report of this accusation was still under investigation. 
Many more questions were asked, and Tim Cook from Apple was asked about Apple removing third-party parental control apps, as well as the report that claims Airbnb and ClassPass were hit with demands for commissions after launching virtual classes. In regards to the latter case, Cook responded that the company would never engage in this activity and said, quote, The pandemic is a tragedy, and it's hurting Americans and many people from all around the world, and we would never take advantage of that. I believe the cases that you're talking about are cases where something has moved to a digital service, which technically does need to go through our commissions model. But in both the cases I am aware of, we are working with developers, end quote. After five and a half hours, Ciceline ended the meeting saying the committee will publish a report with their conclusions and the next steps. Quote, this hearing has made one fact clear to me. These companies as they exist today have monopoly power. Some need to be broken up all need to be properly regulated and held accountable. We need to ensure the antitrust laws first written more than a century ago work in the digital age, end quote, Ciceline said. So I have to agree with Ciceline. Something needs to be done about these companies. They've gotten way too big. We've got lots of security issues, data issues, etc. People are kind of freaking out about a lot of the problems that these companies present. I think Apple is probably the least guilty here out of the whole bunch. And I'm not the biggest Apple fan. But I commend them on respecting privacy. They will not just give information to the government, for example. They've fought hard in the past to keep the government from getting into their iPhones, for example. Huawei is the world's number one smartphone company for the first time. Huawei has surpassed Samsung and has become the world's number one supplier of smartphones. The company has shipped more smartphones in the second quarter of 2020 than any other company in the world. Previously, Apple and Samsung would compete for the top spot for at least the past nine years. Analysts say that they achieved this spot by taking advantage of China's economic recovery after the COVID-19 shutdowns. The majority of their smartphones are sold in China. It really surprises me that Huawei, of all companies, is the number one manufacturer now, especially considering the fact that they were banned here in the United States. I don't know if that ban is still in effect or not. Galaxy 3 Watch App reveals new gestures. The Samsung Galaxy Watch App is now in the Google Play Store with two new smartwatch gestures. Users can silence calls and alarms with a twist of the wrist, and users can answer calls or take pictures by clenching their fist and releasing. More accessibility features have also been implemented. New watch faces will be available, and you'll be able to shuffle through the watch faces. Of course, they got the watch face idea from Apple. I don't know about the other features that they've mentioned. I don't know if it's on Apple's iWatch or not. 
Uh, someone could let me know, though. I don't know. Apple is eyeing a new streaming strategy after a Tom Hanks drama breaks records. Apple may release a dozen new movies per year on Apple TV+. This would include blockbuster titles as well as tentpole-like feature films. Apple TV Plus's initial focus has been TV, but it has found success with movies such as Greyhound. The low-fee and theater-quality films has helped Apple grow its service and keep it competitive. Apple Glass users might be able to manipulate augmented reality images with real objects. Users of Apple Glass may be able to transform iPad-shaped objects into virtual iPad screens. The patent application filed in January talks about software that can turn everyday objects into virtual interfaces. The system involves using a camera to track real objects and software to map interfaces onto surfaces to match the position and orientation. It should work similarly to a privacy screen so outside observers won't be able to see the user's displays. A leak shows first MacBook with ARM processor specs, and it shows it might be $800. Twitter user Komiya is the source of this information, and the leaks have been reported by Macworld. But remember to take this with a grain of salt. The leak says it will have an A14X system on a chip, 8 gigabytes of RAM or 16 gigabytes of RAM, a 256 gigabyte, 512 gigabyte or 1 terabyte SSD, 12 inch retina display, 15 to 20 hours of battery life, a 720p FaceTime HD camera, single USB C port, lighter than 1 kilogram, and fourth generation butterfly keyboard. And the price is $799. Once again, take it with a grain of salt. Let's not believe it until we actually see it. NVIDIA is in advance talks to buy ARM, but could inherit a controversy. Bloomberg is reporting that NVIDIA is now in advance talks to buy ARM, which will nicely complement NVIDIA's existing GPU selection. However, it's possible that if they buy the company, they'll inherit some controversy as Alan Wu, the CEO of Arm China, was fired for running an illicit investment scheme. However, he has refused to leave his post and has hired a security team and banned representatives of the British arm of the company from entering the premises. And we'll be right back after this message. you like the music and sound effects we're using on the Joey's Totally Tech podcast? Well, we get the licensing for this music through Epidemic Sound. 
If you're a content creator creating video on YouTube or other social media platforms, or a fellow podcaster, visit bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic. That's bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic. And you can sign up for a subscription for as little as $15 per month. They have a wide variety of genres of music, as well as sound effects you can incorporate into your content. You don't have to pay royalties, you just pay the monthly subscription fee. Or you can also buy lifetime licenses to particular tunes and effects too. So if you want to use some fresh music and help support this podcast too, check out bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic and sign up for Epidemic Sound today. Early March 2020, Joey Cagle showed up in the podcasting scene with his podcast, Joey's Totally Tech. He went on to talk about cryptocurrency, unions and tech, programming languages to learn in the current epidemic, and more. That was Season 1, and in Season 2, we up the game. I'm Joey Cagle, and in Season 2 of Joey's Totally Tech, we will have more product reviews and bring in guests to the podcast. We'll take your calls on the tech line at 980-999-0835. That's 980-999-0TEK. As well as the Joey's Totally Tech community at joeystotallytech.com slash community. So feel free to ask your tech questions on either of those. On the podcast, we'll be talking about Linux terminal applications, the upcoming gaming consoles, PC games, tech careers, and more. New episodes are released publicly starting September 14th. Listen at joeystotallytech.com or get an early preview by subscribing to the Joey's Totally Tech exclusives at joeystotallytech.com slash exclusive. And I will catch you next time. Listen on joeystotallytech.com or your favorite podcasting app. Welcome back to the tech news and commentary on Joey's Totally Tech. Google will keep its employees working remotely until July 2021. The company will keep its 200,000 
full-time and contract employees working remote until at least that month. According to Sundar Pichai, CEO of Alphabet, they made the announcement following a meeting with top company executives. Google reopened some of the offices for a limited number of employees, but working there is optional. Other companies like Facebook, Twitter, and Square have announced plans to keep their employees working at home indefinitely. I think that's a smart thing for Google to do right now, as well as any company that can do it. Have your employees work from home. We don't want anyone catching this virus, or if people have to catch the virus, we want as few people doing that at a time as possible so our hospital systems don't get overloaded. Google is keeping tabs on rival Android apps to develop competitors. Google employees reportedly have access to the Android Lockbox program, which allows them to see data on how users interact with non-Google Android apps. This was discussed in our first story on the antitrust hearings. It appears to be used to keep tabs on rival services. Google is facing an antitrust investigation in almost every U.S. state. Investigators are focusing on the company's search and ad businesses. Google says it's open about its data collection activities and users have control over the usage of their data. Google has bought North, but their Focals 2.0 glasses won't ship. Google has acquired the company, though didn't reveal any details about the acquisition. North will join Google's existing team in the Kitchener-Waterloo area, where North is based. It will aid with the company's hardware efforts and ambient computing future. Ambient computing is computing that fades into the background of a user's life. The company will be winding down support for its Focals 1.0 glasses, and they're canceling plans to ship Focals 2.0, which they have been teasing over the past few months. Legal Challenges at Intel Recording Securities Fraud The 7 nanometer process might be complicated by these legal challenges, The Hagens-Berman law firm issued a press release calling for investors impacted by Intel's recent stock market losses to join a potential class action lawsuit for investors' fraud. They also encourage anyone who could assist in the investigation to contact them. The announcement that the 7 nanometer process was delayed caused the stock price to plummet 16% over the weekend. Bernstein had noted that Intel's most recent earnings call was, quote, the worst we have ever seen in 42 years covering Intel, end quote. And the stock is, quote, basically unownable, end quote. TikTok is opening up its algorithm. The company announced that it will open up access to its algorithms and allow experts to see its moderation policies. It's also challenging rivals to do the same, and says all companies should disclose their algorithms, moderation policies, and data flows to regulators. The U.S. government has threatened to ban the TikTok app due to its data practices. The company has also been accused of censoring content, 
to please the Chinese government. In my opinion, they need to just make TikTok open source at this point. I don't think just making the algorithm itself public is going to help. I think there's other things going on in the TikTok app, or people fear there might be other things going on. I don't think it was specifically just the algorithm. Disney, Microsoft, Nintendo, and other companies were hit by a massive source code leak. Source code from more than 50 high-profile companies was leaked into a public GitLab repository. It was obtained by scanning third-party sources and misconfigured DevOps applications. Some of the code does include credentials. This can have a serious impact as cyber criminals will have all the information they need to exploit the software. Konami is making overpriced gaming PCs. PC Watch has reported that Konami, the company famous for its video games such as Castlevania and Contra, is now building PCs known as R-Spears and there are three models. The R-Spear C300, R-Spear C700, and R-Spear C700 Plus. The C300 sells for 184,800 yen or $1,761. The high-end C700 Plus is selling for 338,800 yen or $3,228. The C300 is entry-level and will play less graphically intensive titles at 60 FPS at 1080p, but for that price you could have spent half as much to build your own equivalent system. The Aspire C300 has an Intel Core i5-9400F CPU and GTX 1650 graphics card with 8GB of DDR4 RAM at 2666MHz. And from these specs alone, I can tell you that their entry level is definitely overpriced. The other two models are also overpriced, but are capable of higher-end gaming. So yeah, maybe don't purchase this unless you use the Konami code to give yourself unlimited funds. In cell studies, seaweed extract outperforms remdesivir in blocking COVID-19 virus. Heparin, which is an edible extract from seaweeds, was shown to be more effective in blocking COVID-19 than remdesivir. The spike protein in COVID-19 can lock onto a decoy molecule with a similar fit, neutralizing the virus. Heparin is effective in trapping other viruses, including Zika, Influenza A, and Dengue, I believe that's pronounced, I'm not sure. That's D-E-N-G-U-E, if anyone wants to give the correct pronunciation. This treatment could be made available as a nasal spray, which neutralizes the virus before it can infect the body. Airbus's self-flying plane has completed a successful taxi takeoff and landing test. This will open the door to fully autonomous flight. Over 500 flights were conducted with the Airbus A350-1000XWB. The pilots only had to line up the plane with the runway before letting the plane take flight on its own.
This program relies on the onboard cameras, which are used by pilots to help guide the plane while on the ground. MIT can manipulate the content of your dreams. Researchers at MIT have developed a method called targeted dream incubation to record dream reports and guide dreams towards particular themes. A sleep tracking device called Doremo alters dreams by tracking dream states and delivering audio cues based on incoming physiological data. This requires precise timing. Guided dream content can be used to complete tasks like creative story writing. Dream studies show that dream incubation is tied to performance benefits and tests of creativity. A whole dam of robots is being built in Japan. The Obayashi Corporation is building a giant dam in the southeast corner of Japan's main island. Almost every stage of this construction involves automation technology. The robots are directly overseen by human workers for safety reasons. Productivity on the site has increased about 10%, and the company wants to eventually cut building time by 30%. The U.S. wants to build nuclear power plants on the Moon and Mars. The Department of Energy has put out formal requests to the private sector for ideas on how to build such power plants. The reactor must be able to generate an uninterrupted electricity output of 10 kilowatts per hour, weighing no more than 7,700 pounds, and be able to operate mostly autonomously in space for 10 years. The reactors will likely need highly enriched uranium. They aim to have a reactor, flight system, and lander by 2026. And finally, NASA's Ingenuity, the first ever off-world helicopter, will have a Wright Brothers experience on Mars. NASA's Perseverance rover is carrying a four-pound helicopter named Ingenuity. It will attempt up to five powered flights on Mars. The first flight will replicate tests previously conducted here on Earth. After this, Ingenuity will start testing the limits, eventually flying up to 150 feet away on the final test. Each trip would last around 90 seconds. The atmosphere on Mars is less than 1% of the density of Earth's atmosphere, so the blades will need to spin 10 times faster than helicopters on Earth to create an upward lift. Recharging between flights will take an entire Martian day or 24.6 hours, which is just a little over a day here on Earth. This has been the news and commentary on Joey's Totally Tech. Thank you for listening, and I will catch you next time.